Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. I cannot move my legs today. My husband and I went on a walk two nights ago. We ended up walking two miles one way before we realized we were going to be late picking up a kid. (laughs) We were still 15 minutes away from her. So bright idea. We decided to run part of the way back and he can do that. He could have run the whole four mile round trip, but, um, I haven't been running for a long time because of a hip issue that I have, and it felt so good to run again. But then I woke up this morning, and I literally just keep letting myself fall into the chair so I don't have to use the muscles on the top of my thighs, because they are screaming at me. Even though I stretched them yesterday, knowing today was going to come, I call it the hateful 48, because it's 48 hours after you work out, that's when the, the pudding turns to poo real quick, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so Epsom salt bath, muscle relief oil, anything anti-inflammatory under the moon that I can find is what's what my day looks like. <laughs> so um, thankfully, today I'm collapsed in a chair most of the day because it is Thursday and we have our Um, the live greenhouse course session today. And I love Thursday mornings because I wake up with so much anticipation for this group of coaches and training. And they're all just doing amazing. And I love working with them. Um, In only five more weeks, they're going to be done. They'll have finished the entire training and be just equipped with tools and strategies, building their coaching practice and businesses with strong foundations They're going to have a whole new friend group of people that they can talk to about being a coach, about the hardships, about the great things. And, you know, it's amazing when you have people in your life who are passionate about the same thing that you are. I think that it actually helps you take your purpose and your passion so much farther down the road when you have people invested in the same thing, when they are when you have like-directed, like-hearted people in your life. It's how I feel when I talk to other podcasters. And I'm talking about like Spotify is messing with my uploads, not showing all my um, all of my episodes for some reason, which recently happened, but it is now fixed. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Um, or how frustrating it is when my mic is sounding funny. They don't write that stuff off. They're, they're empathetic. They want to help solve my issue. And then they're also happy for me when I say that, you know, one day last week, I had the highest download day in the past three and a half months since I started the podcast. It means something to them. They celebrate with me. There's a connection, you know, when you have like-hearted people. And that's what it's like when you have peers in an area that you're focused on. When you have people who are invested in you and your passion and purpose and your focus. So in the last episode, I talked about being focused And I told you I'd be talking about a focused life today. I think it's harder to be focused on things that you feel are compulsory, meaning you have to focus on them 
kind of like I felt with the four math classes required in public high school, <laughs> okay? It's different than when you choose the focus because it means something to you, like psychology did to me, as opposed to the math, right? I did better and I retained more in that class than I did in the math classes. I, I got through them, but I don't remember them. I don't love them. <laughs> so, you know, my husband, he just built a deck and stairs this summer. And they are the most solid, beautiful deck and stairs you've ever walked on, okay? But he didn't finish math or do great in high school math. So he was choosing to build these things. And he he had to figure out a lot of math in order to do it. I mean, that kind of building requires a lot of math. So he had to take math classes in school, but it was compulsory. He had to right? But he didn't love it. And he didn't learn much. He didn't do great. But now, all these years later, he wanted something. And when you choose to focus on something chosen over something required that you wouldn't have chosen, it just bears greater fruit because you learn at a deeper level and you retain it better. So knowing what you are choosing to focus on and knowing what you're required to focus on has a lot to do with a focused life. And what if your life doesn't feel focused? And what if you've been maybe doing the same job for a long time and you've lost your why? You know, why am I doing this? Maybe you're a stay-at-home parent or you work from home or you're a homeschooler who's relaxed about your schedule and your day. Working and being, when your life is spent at home all day, it's easy to lose focus as we've all learned in the past couple of years. But what if you don't feel focused because you just don't feel a sense of passion or purpose to focus on and you don't, you don't have anything to move towards? So all of this was me. I had been doing the same thing for so long my life was pretty chaotic with all the moving, all of the full-time ministry, all of the um, going out and the, the coming back in and people in and out of our lives. Um, I had to let go of my need for uh, a schedule or really I let go of focus. Any focus I did have 20 years ago, I had to let go of because um Honestly, one of the things is the Lord wanted to remove, work out the control that I wanted. Um, but he also allowed so many things to happen and change and transform in my life as I let go of the things I thought I needed to be focused on. So I, you know, staying at home with my kids, homeschooling, working from home when I was needed, just generally, I did everything when I felt like doing it because I could. Because I had let go of focus, I'd also let go of boundaries. I'd let go of discipline. I kind of let go of everything because my my life just keep, it kept getting pushed around is what it felt like because of crisis. You know, we would change everything, get on a bus and go across the country with all of the kids and a bunch of responders to deploy to um, someplace a tornado hit, you know, that's what we do in our nonprofit. Well, 
that led me to a life of just a lack of focus and a lack of boundaries. So if I wanted to see a movie, if we wanted to go to the movie theater in the middle of the day at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday, we could. If I wanted to put off the cleaning the house, no problem. Like there's always tomorrow. Clean tomorrow, maybe if I want to. Teach pre-algebra? My response to that is more like, why? (laughs) I don't want to teach algebra, so why would I teach (laughs) pre-algebra? That's what other, um, that's what tutors are for. But without deadlines in homeschooling, without anyone, you know, coming over to see my messy house, without someone or something people were waiting on, they're like, they were waiting on me to finish something. I could just sleep all day. I could go to the movies every day and no one would be the wiser. And I thought that I really enjoyed that (laughs) until I realized I went to bed every night feeling unsuccessful at anything. I had never felt as if I'd accomplished something at the end of the day because the same things all just kept going on and flowing on into the next day. There was no set time for anything and I didn't have to wait to do something. And if I wanted to leave town in the middle of the week or in the middle of the day, I could. If I wanted to go shopping um, at nighttime, I could. I could do whatever. It, it That sounds like freedom to a lot of people. That sounds like freedom to people who are very busy. It might sound like a luxury to you, but that's only because the grass looks greener in your neighbor's yard because you're not the one mowing it, right? <laughs> you're not the one actually standing above that grass, looking down and seeing the weeds in it. But in reality, I was trapped in cackalacka focus land. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's a funny episode today. Um, I'm in a snarky mood. Cackalacka focus. <laughs> nothing. I just lived in a place where nothing was necessary because there were no deadlines or requirements. So I had nothing to aim for. And if you don't know where you're going, any road will get you there, right? Well, when I first started getting vision for Sterling and Stone mentoring, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, um, it still felt really far away because my life schedule still needed so much movement and fluidity to it. My kids were younger and they needed a lot of my focus. Um, My husband was gone a lot and I believed it was just important to not let a business or ministry sabotage what my kids needed since life was already so kind of chaotic for us. I can look back now and see that I was letting the lack of focus boundaries that have to coexist with focus. I was letting that lack of boundaries lead my time and lead commitment and decisions and the lack of commitment and decisions in my life. So I didn't let my business sabotage my family, but I did let my lack of focus and boundaries sabotage my business. Rather than organizing things, giving myself real focus with deadlines and things to work towards, I kept doing life as it was, and it took me years to really actually get something done. So basically, my kids and my freedom, or my perceived freedom, they were my focus, but they had no, there was no boundary to those, that focus. There, was no, there were no guidelines or discipline, and that went without interruption for 15 years, you know? Did my kids deserve my attention? Absolutely. But they also deserve to have a mom who knows she's valuable as a person, who shows them how to pursue something important to her, 
who shows them that she takes care of herself and who lets them see her create and hold boundaries and live with disciplined purpose. They deserve that. In in addition to focusing on who they are and what they need. And we should all pursue freedom in our lives. I'm not saying we shouldn't, but I'm I am saying that we don't want to pursue something that is a perceived good thing, but is really just a response to fear. So sometimes pursuing freedom is really a response to being afraid of being trapped or deprived or making commitment. The freedom that we truly seek has boundaries and disciplines and guidelines. That's the kind of freedom that Jesus offers us because it's where truth is and the truth is what is best for us. So I told myself it was just better to do baby steps a little at a time so it wouldn't disturb my way of life or what my family had come to expect from me what I because I'd given it for so many years. And really, I think I just didn't ever want to like sink my ship, really, because my own personal risk aversion was keeping me locked in that place. So that meant that not only was I not making money very quickly or actually even working with clients in the beginning, I was focusing on the passive action that was safe and comfortable and felt low commitment, even though it was making low commitment to myself. That was what I was comfortable giving myself to. And it did get a lot of things done, but they got those, those many things got done spread over years instead of months or weeks. And when it, became time to start taking productive action, I had a lot of the foundation laid, which is great, but it took me a long time to get there. So I don't live in regret about how I went about things back then, but I do have hindsight now. And I can see that I could have taken more risks. I could have put myself out there more so I would learn sooner and get past failure sooner so that I could learn from them and use them as experience I could have been doing harder things. I could have set up accountability somewhere. Um, I just couldn't see where I was going to get that. But I also wasn't pursuing and trying to figure out where I could get accountability, right? And uh, honestly, I wish that I had known that there were business coaches out there who could have helped me a lot sooner if I'd been willing to make the investment and had an abundant mindset to live from. Ultimately, uh, what it has done for me is given me sight for what I was doing. Um, And it's like I can look back and see how I was duct taping life and my business and I was sabotaging myself a lot. And now I can help you recognize it sooner in your own life. And while I let freedom and comfort be a focus for a very long time, they were focuses I needed boundaries around. I needed to determine, you know, kind of challenge them, take them captive and hold them up and say, like, are you good for me? Um, do you have something that benefits me? Do you, Are you bearing fruit in my life? Or are you things that I'm focusing on keeping my mind thinking I'm busy while it's all the time it's been passive action, not productive action? Because pr- passive action, it keeps you safe on the shore of sameness, right? 
But productive action has challenges. It grows you. It stretches you. It hurts your muscles. You can feel the pain because you did run, right? You're getting in the boat. You're moving towards the horizon. That means your triceps and your biceps are going to hurt because you were actually taking productive action that will move the boat through the water. You must do it to get somewhere. Passive action means you're sitting on the boat, but you're still on the shore. And you're not, you're busying yourself. You're checking the cooler, make sure you've got enough ice for the the trip across the water. You're um, gathering more information and maybe creating templates and worksheets, but you're not talking to anybody. You're, you know, maybe loosely throwing out there that you want to do something. You have an idea of doing something, but you're not telling anybody that you are something, that you are doing something. You're passively keeping yourself busy, safe, and comfortable, but you're not being productive. And that can go for a long, long time if you don't recognize it. Think of the the fruit of passive action as like a fake apple in a decorative bowl. (laughs) But the fruit of productive action is real and tangible. It's something you can actually sink your teeth into. It's sweet and juicy, right? So... What is going on in your life, in your mindset, in your belief system? What's happening that is keeping you from taking productive action, meaning imperfect action to get going? And what systems or maybe even lack of systems are keeping you from being productive, getting the results you say out loud you want, yet you're still not taking action to do? Where's the gap between, what is the gap between where you are on the shore of sameness and the horizon that you're telling yourself you want to reach? And why aren't you in the boat? These are just some questions to think about. I would encourage you to re-listen to this part of the episode and, and take some time to sit down, write those questions out, and answer them. If you move past this, if you're listening to this and this is all stimulating like your brain and you're like, yes, this is me, this is happening, but you move on to the next episode or you just go about your life and you never come back to this, that is called passive action. If you wanted change, if you wanted to address this issue in your life, the lack of focus in your life, then you would take productive action You would stop and sit down and write these questions out, go to the Lord about them, and spend time, not just today, but time over the next days and weeks answering these questions. What is it you need to focus on? And what focus do you have that you need to put boundaries around because you're giving it too much focus? Where are you stuck taking passive action? And where do you need to put up focus boundaries? And where do you need to be taking productive action? So here's some things to look for to determine where your life is lacking focus. Another area that productive actions mean means that you would sit down and you would assess this. Okay? So anywhere you've not made decisions or you have decision fatigue, all the stuff floating out there. Areas where you suffer from risk aversion, areas of self-sabotage or anxiety, 
anywhere you see lack of commitment in your life or lack of investment, purpose, desire, clarity, deadlines, or accountability. And where you find any of these living in the woods of your mind, (laughs) if you find one of them, if you find a lack of commitment, you're sure to find a lack of something else hiding under the mushrooms in the woods, okay? (laughs) Like, if you have lack of commitment, then you probably have lack of investment. If you have lack of purpose, you have lack of clarity. Like, they, these all kind of interweave together. And just thinking of woods and mushrooms, I hear the Smurf song in my head. (laughs) La, 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 (laughs) la. Which then reminds me of eating that package of um, nerds. Well, I that I used to eat while I was watching the Smurfs. <laughs> Do you remember those little package of nerds and then like two kinds and they opened on either side of the box? My daughter came in with some nerds the other day, but it was a cluster of nerds. It's a new thing they do now. And I don't even really eat candy, but I loved them. And it just had a, you know, that Ratatouille movie where the um, food critic, he just has this moment of sentimentality and remembrance when he tastes ratatouille, it takes him back to his childhood. And that's, I experienced that when my, I was eating nerds the other day. So it's partly why it's in my mind now. So now what I want to point out is that it probably seems like I lost focus. (laughs) So I can, maybe you think, oh, she went and she stopped teaching. She stopped talking and she was watching butterflies in her mind. (laughs) But in reality, I was making a conscious decision to follow that little, that little tangent. I was making a choice to leave what I was saying and focus on that because part of my intention and focus in my episodes are to let you get to know me for me to show up like who I really am. This is, this is how I sound. Except there's a frog in my throat now, a smurf in my throat. Maybe this is who I am with my family and my friends across the table from me, it's, it's how I show up, um, in my coaching. I'm, I'm silly at times. I'm very serious at others. I'm a little bit snarky, so sweet and spicy. This is, this is me in my episodes. And so it is part of my focus and intention in my podcast to let me be me. And you see that. Because then that helps you know if I'm the right person for you to work with or learn from. Because if I'm not, then I wouldn't want you to book a coaching clarity session with me. I wouldn't want you to take the greenhouse because I would not be the best person for you to work with. You wouldn't enjoy that. So if I put on a front here, if that's my focus is to be something I'm not on my podcast, it's going to lead you astray when you say like, wow, I really know, like, and trust her. I want to work with her. You don't want to, because if you don't like me here, you're not going to like me there. I actually let that tangent happen to show you what it looks like to come back to center, to show you there's permission to go on a tangent and then come back to your focus. But that's something you actually have to practice and a skill set you have to strengthen to keep a focus and then take a left turn and then come back to focus. (laughs) Some other questions I would ask you are, 
Do you have trouble giving yourself and your life focus? And where might you be rebelling against yourself, against authority, against entrapment? Um, where, where your focus is actually causing you to, you know, just robbing uh, priorities and commitment from your life. Because that's what rebellion do- does. It, it actually robs your ability to focus. If you don't want to do something, I encourage you to refuse to be in rebellion about it. Rather, just decide why it's not something you want to do. Why it's something you don't believe in. Determine if your why not, like why you won't do something, is even appropriate. And then take the rebellion in, in your in your mind, in your heart, to the Lord, and trade it in for loyalty. Rebellion's going to always hold you back. It's going to take a lot of your energy. And so instead of doing things out of belief and integrity and respect because you, you believe in something, rebellion, ta- it robs you of the energy. It re- robs you of the integrity. It robs you of the ability to respect anything outside of it because that is the nature of rebellion. And I say, decide what you're loyal to and before things instead of against things. That's going to free up your soul. Okay. It's going to give you a lot more peace. You won't have to deal with so much resistance and anxiety driving you. It's you'll be able to focus better. You'll actually be able to see where focus matters instead of um, trying to resist things and push against. So to recap, here's what I suggest that you try, um, what you work towards to enjoy the fruit of a focused life. Determine your priorities and your values. What are your non-negotiables? And then recognize the passion, the passive action in your life, and then flip the coin to determine what productive action would look like for you. Third, make all of the decisions and commitments that are just floating out there. Eliminate the fatigue, the decision fatigue, the commitment fatigue, all of the things that are just floating around around you, you know, make commitments to the Lord, make commitments to yourself and to others and determine that you will follow through. Do what you have to, to declutter your mind and your surroundings. Stop and meditate, slow down, take more time, um, take more time to pray throughout the day and be with the Lord. Get a time management process of some kind in place. You can look at my first things first plan. That's in the show notes of episode 37. And you listen to that or go to the website, sterlingandstonementoring.com. But you have to learn how to prioritize your alone time, your time with God, and time with significant others in your life, but also prioritize time to focus on the things that you're called to, things that you're passionate about. Um, Focus on your purpose. And learn to come back to center when you've turned off the road. So just taking a pit stop, even if you've been there for a year, it's not the end of the world. Don't unpack your car at the gas station and decide to move in to the candy aisle. (laughs) Don't do it. Just recognize, okay, I took a tangent. I took a pit stop and get back on the road. 
get back in the boat, get back in the car, and recenter your focus. This is going to bear good fruit in a focused life. And I know that you can do it. I know that if you decide to take productive action and to stop being a bystander in your life and decide that you're going to become a focused person on things that really matter in your life, I know that you can do it. I know that the Lord is with you. I know that he's given you everything and equipped you for all of the good things in your life. He's given you everything you need. So I bless you to follow through. I bless you to decide things. I bless you to make commitments that matter. And I bless you to find your focus and be productive in your action. And if you feel called to make a focus in your life, becoming a Christian life coach, then check out the greenhouse course at sterlingandstonementoring.com. I'd love to train you and certify you as a Sterling and Stone life coach and teach you everything you need to know to set up a coaching business online from home, making money, doing what you love to do, and have a strong foundation, tools and strategies, and real-time practice in doing it. So head over there and I will talk to you next time. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the greenhouse course. See you there.